I, yeah, I, I want to say we're live. Yes, <laughs> hopefully we are live. Uh, actually, we are we are live. Good morning, Sabah, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. And was ahlan to everybody in the chat. Um, I'm already seeing some a nice uh, cross pollination between both the Arabic and the English channel. So uh, thank you, thank you very much for everybody jumping in. Um, we have everybody, of course, Greg is in the chat of there uh, with us as well. Uh, we have uh, Kar uh, Karum is in there as a chat, that of course. Uh, and then we have uh, Gharib. <laughs> Gharib, is in the, Gharib is in the chat as well. Um, Greg, um, Jimmy, uh, Kevin's in there as well. Uh, and then, of course, Jimmy, a uh, lot, of, lot of people. I appreciate it. Everybody else. Uh, George Brown, of course. Good morning. Hello, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well. And welcome back. Matt. Whoa, Matt Tyler. Wow. Okay, man, the man himself. Okay, just so we can get it out of the way, Matt is there. Matt, you can't tell me I didn't actually catch the comment. I'm just kidding. Morning. Good morning, Greg. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. Sabaho. Welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. Uh, today is episode 78, and it is the 10th of July. So we are basically one third of the way through July 2021. And um, welcome to the new look. Let me know what you guys think. I'm changing a little bit the light up in the in the studio, especially when we're doing these type of conversations for the little bit more personal kind of a, a look. Uh, it does tend to basically uh, dim around the lighting around me, and basically it's one key light as opposed to two separate lights, which what I typically do the uh, the live streams with. Um, and um, what I really like about it is that it is adjustable via Wi-Fi, which is a, it's an Elgato light which works with Stream Deck, but I didn't configure it with this side. Um, so I have it set up on my phone. I have it set up on my uh, Elgato uh, on the um, Stream Deck that's on the other side, the other PC. Uh, but yeah, no, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you guys liking. Uh, it, it's a little bit different. Uh, oh, man, Zach. Zach's in the chat. Zach Talk Text is in the chat. Uh, Barry Johnson, everybody. Uh, and of course, uh, Simon says Hypno. Good morning. Good morning. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, Majid is in there as well. Hey. <laughs> um so yeah, a little bit of a different design, a little bit of a different show. And it actually started as of last night. I finally got the last component. Um, I had purchased the light um, off of eBay, and, and I think I need to make sure not to do that again. Uh, but my mistake was that I bought it from somebody on eBay, and uh, there was a problem with the pole, the light pole uh, that comes with it, which adjusts it a little bit higher than the camera. And for the longest time, for about two weeks now, I've had the light uh, sitting on the pole, but not I, can't, I cannot use it. Um, uh, other than just basically being in front of my camera. So uh, I got the replacement pole. They finally got back to me. And of course, now we're able to use it. And I, and I kind of like it. It's set up. It's pretty much a key light. It's a one light setup with the RGB in the background, just creating that more personal mood. Um, everybody, I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you're staying cool. Uh, we are running through a heat wave here in Southern California. So lately, I've been basically staying home most of the time. There's not much really we could do. And um now that I'm able to actually kind of finally put out together, I've been testing out the PC that I set up together, the one with the 3080. Uh, but I'm pretty sure you guys are interested in, well, obviously, some of the main topics that have been going on this week. This week has been actually filled with a lot of um, news, um, I would say controversy, discussions, disappointments, excitements. There's a whole bunch of things going on in the news. Um, I'll start off by covering some of the things that we did this week. Uh, we released, obviously, the video for the top five features of the Xperia 1 Mark III. I posted it in both on the Arabic and the English channel to cover uh, basically some of the features that I feel like not everybody covers on the Xperia 1 Mark III. When we're working with a smartphone like that, we typically tend to focus on what's important to us. But then at the end of the day, that may not be the most important part for, let's say, somebody else that's looking at a smartphone or somebody else that's considering a Sony. So what I wanted to kind of feature is, you know, kind of like at the bullet point uh, conversation of like this, 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 this. These are the great features. If, you in, if you're interested in them, this is the phone for you. 
And of course, uh, that was kind of like one of the videos I wanted to put out for you guys. Um, now, unfortunately, I do not have the Xperia One Mark III anymore. My day with my time with this version of the device has, has come to an end. I was very lucky to be able to have it twice, but unfortunately, I don't have it anymore. And so what happens essentially is I still have one more video that I want to put out. I still have all the content, all the images, all the videos that I took. So that's going to be for next week where I'm going to be pushing out my camera review of the Xperia One Mark III. Uh, so that was actually very nice. And uh, it's come. Yes. Uh, so we have soccer matches, uh, football matches. Sean, uh, <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Majid is asking me to speak a little bit, uh, slightly at a slower pace. As um, I, I'm, I didn't. In my mind, I'm, uh, I'm still adjusting. I'll be, well, so I say that basically is uh, understanding the language when you're speaking at a much faster pace. So I typically speak fast. That's the normal the way we do it here in California. So for me, it, the show is going to be interesting. Like I said, there's a lot of conversations going on. Um, so that was the first video I posted. And then there was another a little bit of a short video talking about the audio inputs. Uh, and that was more of a conversation between Juan Carlos and myself. We were kind of going through and we were talking about the inputs and um, why don't why don't we just show and share how are the options? Or what options do you have when you're using the Xperia 1 Mark III? So you could use it with the headphone jack or you could use it with the three with the USB-C uh, so that you're able to basically um, you know, have some options. You can charge the phone or run a battery on it and still have audio inputs and not necessarily lose a beat. Now, those are things that you can do. And of course, there was another short video that I posted for the Realme GT. Uh, they introduced a new feature, which is somewhat of an older feature, but something that we've seen um, with PCs actually a long time ago. And that's the ability of using a page, like a page file system on your PC using storage or hard drive space, for the lack of a better word. Um, as a somewhat of a suitable or a pseudo RAM configuration to augment the performance of the RAM. So this used to be something that you could use to in the past um, with PCs. And now we have some of the, something like that on, on the Realme device. The one thing to keep in mind is two things. Typically, the, the, the hard drive speed or the SSD speed that's on the smartphone is not as fast as the RAM. The RAM, typically, it's like LPDDR4, LPDDR5. So depending on what you're getting, you may actually have a faster uh, clock speed or memory management um, on, the, on the RAM where you're able to transfer data much faster from the CPU to the RAM and allow things to run in there than if you had to run it on the hard drive, meaning... Um, Although it's a nice feature, I don't really necessarily think that this is something that's going to really improve the performance that we are getting. Uh, the phone that I got it on was the Realme GT 5G. Again, this already has 8 gigs of RAM. Uh, now, there's another version of it that has 12 gigs of RAM, which also kind of has more, more functionalities there. Uh, but I feel like at 8 gigs, Realme UI 2.0 didn't really need the additional RAM, but it's a nice little trick to um, allow us to actually have more RAM allocated. So basically, uh, they earmark a certain number of uh, you know gigabytes of uh, hard drive space. And I think in this situation, it seems to be more capped at five gigabytes. So if you want to, you could technically have an eight plus five gigabyte uh, configuration on the Realme GT. And then, of course, the last thing I did was um, the video that I posted, I think, yesterday. And that was basically talking about the, or the TK Essentials version of the Realme GT. I wanted to cover the device as I typically like to cover my smartphones um, in the aspects of I feel like that makes sense from a if somebody's looking at this and they're trying to kind of just get a good understanding of it. Um, that video posted yesterday, both again on the English and the Arabic channel. So hopefully you guys enjoyed those as well. Um, the X3 Pro. Uh, hold on. I think I may have missed them. OK, so. Um, Serbifius is asking, TK, my uh, my phone is the L1. My phone has L1, but Netflix says L3. Uh, when I check its compatibility on the chipset, the 888 is not listed yet, but the Find X2 Pro has L1 HDR uh, 
fine with Netflix. Why is this? Okay, so if I'm if we're talking about the X2 Pro, which I do remember last year, there there was a couple of times where um, it dropped out of L1, where I I realized that it did have L1 at launch, and I think when they went and, uh, to Oxygen or no, sorry, Color OS 11, there was some issues in depending on the in the region that you're in. Um, I'm not sure why it's coming up on your end. I, I don't have that one on my uh, on my side. I could have pulled it out and just to basically kind of do a quick comparison. But if I remember correctly, it is an L1 and you should be able to get HD and HDR on, on Netflix. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it could be also the version of Netflix that you have. So have you maybe tried downloading any other application, any versions of Netflix, maybe in slightly earlier generation? Uh, that could have also been something on their end uh, as to why it's not being on L1 or why you're not able to get the HD. Um uh, here, uh, Tiki. I feel like uh, I, I, I feel like you, uh, your videos need a little less quality. Uh, give other people a chance. <laughs> um, it's not more about the quality, Matt. It, it really is more about variety. Uh, every, every once in a while, when we start putting things together and we start kind of like changing designs, like this, so the existing setup that I've had here has been the same for almost about a year and a half. And I'm not saying I'm bored of it. I just want to kind of. Um, customize it a little bit. Um, I have nano, some nano leaves that are going to be coming up uh, hopefully next week, and they're going to be going up above the monitor up there just to kind of add a little bit more colorful RGBs. Um, but it's mostly just so that I can get much better at when I'm playing games with you in Call of Duty Mobile, uh, so I can feel a little bit more enthusiastic and like energetic. So um, what you guys see here on the top, I guess to you guys, uh, it, well, it's top right to me, top left to you guys. Um, is also another uh, Elgato key light. So I'm, I'm hoping to start, well, I know I'm ready to be able to start streaming and getting content out um, on the Twitch channel, a little bit more support on the Twitch uh, Twitch side for gaming. I don't know if I'll end up bringing it over to uh, to YouTube. I feel like the, the TK Bay uh, channel doesn't necessarily have that type of bandwidth for that long of a duration. Uh, so yeah, we're going to be playing games. We'll be playing and um, I will be playing in style for, for the lack of a better word. So if I lose, at least I don't lose. I don't feel too bad. Um, uh, Barry Johnson's in there. Hey, Dan, Airguys TV is in there as well. Uh, one of my other buddies in gaming. Uh, we play Apex Legend uh, roughly about twice a week um, on his stream on uh, on YouTube. So over on his channel, if you guys haven't had a chance to check it out. Uh, so yes. Uh, but yeah, and, uh, uh, went. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marilyn's in the chat in there as well. Sorry, I was just reading a quick question. Uh, Sir Biffy is asking a quick question. L last question, I promise. Uh, my phone has a 40-watt charger, uh, but the official charger brick in China uh, is only with the official uh, charging brick in China only. Uh, could I get a Huawei UK plug and uh, still achieve the max 40-watt charging, or do I need to, uh, to check uh, the amperes and voltage? Uh, um, so I think I may have missed the version. So, okay, I take that back. If you were still talking about the Find X2 Pro, no, you can't use the Huawei charger. It actually is, you're, you you have a better luck um, using a OnePlus charger or a Realme charger than a Huawei charger. And that's because they typically use similar technologies, like the brand new one, the one that we just got with the Realme GT. Uh, this little 50 watt charger works on both the Realme GT, the Find X3 Pro, and the OnePlus 9 Pro. All three devices use the same tech. So. Uh, no, switching over to Huawei for a charger uh, won't help and checking the voltage will also won't help uh, as each company is using their own proprietary technology for wireless for wire charging. Uh, unfortunately, they're not. I mean, with the exception of Qualcomm, really, and a few companies that are relying on Qualcomm tech, like Asus, an example, um, we're not really getting a standardized charging uh, technology. But Realme, Oppo, and uh, OnePlus are all BBK technologies. And they, there's a lot of her heritage. I'll, I'll say this. The Realme GT 
it as a smartphone. Realistically, the moment I held it in my hand, I had a little flashback to a, the OnePlus 9 Concept 1 that I had a chance to play with when I was at CES a couple of years ago, and the Find X2 Pro. It has so much of that feeling. Now, it's a flat display. It's not a curved display. That's one thing. Uh, it's a 1080p flat display with 120 hertz, not a QHD. But you get what I'm trying to say is it's there's a lot of heritage here. Again, uh, Realme UI 2.0 is a very clean derivative of ColorOS 11 with some of the optimizations that we get there. So that's also something that it's really nice to see. And now that we know also that OnePlus and ColorOS, sorry, OnePlus and Oppo are going to be combining ColorOS and, and Oxygen OS development to be part of the same team, we're starting. We're more than likely going to start seeing some crossover features between both devices. It may not be. Uh, as clean as what we see with the uh, the Chinese variant of OnePlus devices, which have actually crossed over to ColorOS in China. So Hydrogen OS is no longer there where those are the, some of the complement, you know, kind of conversations going in uh, together. Um, so yeah, it, it's one of those things you have to kind of keep in mind when you're looking at, at devices. Um, you, you wanna basically play the technology correctly. And unfortunately, um, Oppo, again, does not, this will not give you that speed. Let's just say that you will be able to charge your phone. It's just you won't be charging it at the 50 watts. And if I'm not mistaken, um, I actually no, I take that back. It is the uh, the Find X2 Pro was 50 watts. So yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Jimmy's saying I'm still using the 15 watt. Uh, you know what? Honestly, the, the fact is, I, I'm not going to lie. There is a, quite a few times where. Um, I get I don't actually have a chance to find the right charger, so I do end up using other chargers to charge my devices. And at the end of the day, the three chargers that I keep at my desk, and, I'm, and this is very honestly, uh, there's three chargers that are plugged into the wall next to my desk that I'm running USB cables from. There's the Oppo 65 watt um, charger that I got with the Pinex 2 Pro from last year. I'm still using that one. Um, and then I also have the OnePlus brand new one, the OnePlus 9 charger, the 65 watt charger that also has PD up to 40 watts to be able to charge uh, devices that support power delivery. And the third one is my 45 watt charger that I got with the uh, S20 Ultra from last year. Um, that was the 45 watt charger that also provided, uh, obviously it charges any Samsung phone at 25 since there's no more 50, uh, you know, uh, 45 watts. Uh, but the benefit there, there between those three devices is I should have a basically good compatibility between PD, uh, proprietary chargers, and, uh, of course, any kind of quick charge. Because I think the OnePlus charger is the only one that supports quick charge 4, I want to say. I could be wrong. Correct me if you guys know um, any anything about that part. Um, but, yeah. Oh, Rinesh is in there. Good guys. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, uh, here. Oh, Aditya says, um, I don't know how to read Arabic. Um, I'm, uh, I'm hoping the comments are relevant are relevant to the conversation. Uh, so for the for for just real quick, as far as a comment update, uh, the few comments that you've seen in the Arabic language have been uh, mostly asking me to, to actually slow down a little bit on the language uh, as they understand English, but they're, the English is, um, it may take them a second. You know what I mean? Like if you're trying to, if you're learning a language or if you understand a language, but you're not 100%, it typically is, harder to understand if the speaker, namely this guy, um, is talking at a mile a minute kind of thing. So yeah, it kind of gets uh, it kind of gets a little bit uh, a little, a little bit different. So I'll try to answer some of those questions and um, uh, okay. So there's uh, there's one of the questions here coming in from Majid is asking me uh, Okay, I, I need to think a little bit more about that one. I'm not sure if there's a little bit of a dialect, Majid. Uh, Majid, if you don't mind, just maybe restating that in a little bit. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you're talking about a phone or a charger in that question. Um, 
but actually, okay, there's a good question. CS asking, should I buy the Black Shark 4 gaming um, and daily use uh, um, for those that have it, uh, good battery life? So the Black Shark 4, for the most part, is an overclocked Black Shark 3 from 2020. The reason behind that is the 870 processor that the that Black Shark decided to go with is an overclocked version. So it's running the same technology as what you had last year. So the main benefit, of course, are the two trigger buttons are not present on the standard model as opposed to just being part of the Pro. So if you're looking for it as a standard daily device, uh, I think from a horsepower performance size, it's going to be perfectly fine. 5G compatibility. Uh, you're going to have decent amount of RAM, uh, high refresh rate, uh, obviously decent panel. Um, the camera experience is where it kind of becomes a little bit of a different conversation. Gaming phones are not typically known for their camera experiences. So if you recommend, well, if you're thinking of this this phone and you want, uh, I would say basically just a good camera, not necessarily with some of the best camera experiences. I feel like the Black Shark 4 should be able to provide you that experience. Uh, it does rely on some of the, uh, they, they've done it in the past where they've relied on Xiaomi technology for camera processing. So it's not going to be bad camera experience. Just again, just it's not going to be like the Mi 11 Ultra. Let's just say that. Uh, it's more gaming focused. So yeah, definitely Black Shark. Uh, I would go for, for that if you're considering getting a phone like that. Um, thank you. Thank you, Majid. I appreciate it. So yeah, Majid here is just confirming, just saying thank you very much. What you're saying is true. Uh, it's it's more of an affirmation. So it's definitely very nice and I appreciate it. Uh, Montreal, Canada. Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning. Bonjour. Bonjour, mon ami. Um, Nuresh is in there. Hello, uh, Earl Owens, man. Good morning. How, well, uh, sorry. Good afternoon. If, if I'm not mistaken, I think Earl, you're, you're a little bit later in the time zone. Um, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Shaheen, ahlan, ahlan, uh, to all my all my fellow Lebanese people. Um, yes, uh, I, I don't. If you guys probably know, I mean, you, you, I'm assuming you knew, but if you didn't know, um, I was originally born in Lebanon. I came here when I was like around 17 years old. So uh, I. I have a, a good amount of years living in the country and, and you know, just enjoying the culture and everything. Uh, and yeah, uh, it definitely very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I did not know that we had somebody from Lebanon jumping in. So Jimmy, ahlan wa sahlan, inshallah tukun mabsoot, inshallah tukun mertayah. Wallahi sayyatukun, inshallah tukun mneeh kamen. Inshallah, inshallah mneeh. Yeah, so for that reason, why is that why I speak Arabic, French, and of course, English, uh, the, the British, British English when I first came in. When I first came to the U.S., Muhammad um, Hasim is in there as well. Majitik, amazing, Habibi, Alan, Alan. So George Brown, good. I'm I'm appreciating the fact that we. That's a beautiful segue, George. Um, so Nintendo Switch OLED is interesting. However, is the OLED screen on par with today's latest uh, flagships minus the refresh rate? So. I'll, I'll cover the, the 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 specific answer that you have in there with uh, with the fact that I was initially like. I mean, I'll say the reality of the matter is I, I fell for all the hype in the sense of I was truly anticipating like, OK, so I looked at it from the sense of this. I bought the first switch and I still use the first switch. It's actually still functional. I know it's four years old. Uh, I know the fact that obviously it's not as big. Uh, the kickstand falls off every once in a while. Uh, the Joy-Cons are obviously going to drift every once in a while. That's also a thing. But I like my Nintendo Switch. And what I felt like was at a four year cycle, right, four to five year cycle, you typically expect a new version of the device, a new version that is actually an upgrade, not necessarily a cosmetic, like a minor tweak here and there. So when I saw the hype, when I saw all the leaks or potentially looking at a Nintendo Switch Pro, I was super excited. Now, I'll be very honest with the fact that some of the some of the specifications that we were shown were somewhat, um, I would say, you know, far fetched. 
but still exciting. And I think those are that's what happened to us when we watch leaks or when we when we uh, read articles and, and look at some of those things. So I was truly looking forward uh, a bigger, more improved internals, 4K supported, uh, 1080p to 4K. Let's just say this much. I was hoping 1080p or 4K expo, uh, you know, signal out out of the dock. So if you're docking your Nintendo Switch, so um, that was something that I've always wanted. I felt like when I connect a Nintendo Switch to a 55-inch 4K TV and I'm and I'm getting a 720p resolution output. I don't know how well that that experience can be um, at, after four years. After in 2021, and, and I realized that for the handheld mobile experience, Nintendo doesn't really have a lot of competition. They have variations on it, but they don't have competition. They are pretty much the standard, the de facto um, experience when you're looking at a portable experience. So the Nintendo Switch for me is it's an amazing tool because it is what it is. It, the fact is, I can take off the controllers. And that's how small it is. It's a tiny little display, literally the size of an external monitor. And I'm able to play games. I'm able to you know, enjoy my movies. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things you can do with it. So going back to the leaks and the, the announcements that they made. So the biggest thing that we saw with the announcement is that it is going to be a slightly bigger display. So a seven inch display, as opposed to, I think was it the 6.7. So it's not a lot, it's like minor update. Um, but we are going over to an OLED, which technically means lower battery consumption and also better colors. So by definition, to the answer of your question there, um, I don't think they're trying to go against the high refresh rate displays because I don't think I saw anything specific talking about, you know, like 120, 144. I think they're trying to seriously go for better color representation and better, better image quality. And OLED will always do a little bit better uh, when it comes down to, especially because 90% uh, of our smartphones now are OLED and IPS uh, uh, has a good experience, but I feel like OLED just gives it that more richer colors. So there is that. Um, there, of course, obviously some uh, the, the colors, uh, the bigger kickstand in the back. I felt like that was a, that was a needed improvement. We didn't even see that with the Nintendo Switch Lite. So this is why I, I honestly felt like the Pro was going to come out this year. I was expecting that we gone we've gone through the standard. The next update with that was the Lite, which was a obviously more tailored experience for a lower price. And now is the time to come up with a Pro, with a new version, or even call it the Nintendo Switch 2, for, for the lack of a better term. Uh, but to call it the Nintendo Switch OLED, which is just to technically say that this is the OLED over the IPS, I wasn't really very big on. I mean, I'm still excited to see what they, you know, if there is truly a, an improvement on uh, the user experience just by having that little bit bigger display. Um, and the kickstand, for sure, obviously, an augmented uh, audio experience, which they talked about. For me, I, I was never big on that. I mean, for me, I use the headphone jack. That's primarily the best way because otherwise you're blasting the music. But if you're playing it as a shared thing, um, but the Ethernet on the uh, on the uh, on the dock again, I don't think it really needed that much more bandwidth than it already had. So it didn't really feel like that that was something that was missing. But it's a nice to have in case you're in an area where Wi-Fi is pretty bad. Uh, so th those are the minor things, and I know I'm kind of stretching it a little bit too long. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, I understand why they did it why we didn't see a pro um, i don't like it i i, I want to get the pro uh, but i understand that you know why break it if it's bro if it's working right um they're making sales there's you know the switch is still a popular device to buy again no competition realistically in that aspect um gaming experience is very comparable uh, on the use you know on a handheld it's better than the 3ds way better in the in, in the sense of experience um, and you're able to enjoy a lot more content on it uh, than typically on the 3ds so yes Nintendo made the smart move. They made the smart move for them, obviously not for the user experience, because for them right now, they're still selling the original Switch. Now they're going to sell another SKU, which essentially is the same, but it is something for them that makes sense.
people want to buy it at this rate. They don't want to jump in and include a whole bunch of new improvements where it will increase the price, potentially getting it into the 400, maybe 500. And at that point, would you want to buy a Switch that's the same price as, a, as an Xbox Series X? Would that make sense to you? Uh, is that something that you'd be interested in getting? And I feel like those are the things that... I've, that um, as a fan, I, we also kind of have to appreciate what was done and how we're moving forward. Um, it's going to be available in, uh, soon. It's not out yet. And I'm pretty sure pre-orders on it's going to go crazy and people are going to be buying it like it's going out of style. Uh, but the reality is it, it is it is that aspect. It is essentially them doubling down on a system that works and um, providing minor updates so that people can enjoy it a little bit more. Um, but I don't think anybody that has the original Switch really needs to jump over to the new Switch. It may be somebody that has the light and they finally wanted to go up to the full version. Again, because of the docking experience, a whole bunch of other things. It's, there's a much bigger difference between the light and the standard Switch. So um, I'm, I spoke for too long on that, on that subject. Hopefully you guys were not bored with that. Um, Earl, oh, Tacoma, Washington. Yes, sorry. You're in the same time zone, man. <laughs> My mistake, Earl. Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, Chemi's asking, TK, you trimmed the beard. Any any tech videos of uh, grooming and, uh, and, and the facial hair care? Um, I did. I did. I, I trimmed it a couple of weeks ago, um, mostly at the request of the missus. Uh, and it was mostly because I was like, also kind of getting pretty long. It was getting to that level. So uh, when you're when it gets to the point where it, it like if I actually put my face down and I feel it on my chin uh, or on my chest, I feel like that that's the length that I want to go at the most. So I trimmed it a little bit, a little bit easier with the heat that we're going on right now, because it also does get hot. Um, and that's something that I do. And if we're outdoors and I have a mask on, it just gets pretty warm and i don't don't like doing that um on top of the fact that when it goes longer with the mask by the way it kind of bends and it does that little curving kind of going on which at the moment you take off your mask you feel like you had like some kind of like as if you had a beam going on your on your chin um but as far as videos i've been always wanting to do something about that i don't know if uh we're the right medium or the right content could be posted as i don't feel like the tk bay channel would would really be interested in that type of video. So I may do a, like a, a short or something like that to try to help uh, put out some things like that. Uh, but yeah, beard grooming technology uh, tech, uh, I, I've, I've been thinking about that. I think Aditya mentioned it a, a few weeks, few months or maybe ago, and I've been wanting to do something about that. So I'll, I'll look into what we can do the best. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely need to trim it a little bit every once in a while. And I just realized that the, it jumped all the way down. Let me jump back real quick. Uh, Okay, so I think Finn Jacobs is talking about... Uh, okay. So Serbifius is asking a question. This is actually very interesting. It's been in the news this week, obviously, the OnePlus conversation and having them being removed from Geekbench. Um, in removing the OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 Pro, in my opinion, it deserves the OnePlus uh, statement, which was awful. Uh, seemingly blamed uh, user feedback for its happening. Um so the, the, the conversation that we're talking about, obviously, is there has been uh, many articles posted and obviously some content, some some benchmarks also posted on different uh, certain websites talking about the fact that the OnePlus experience right now is being tailored. And what I'm talking about, I'm not talking about necessarily, you know, like um, not not tailoring the device, but it's actually the, the performance of the smartphone to get a certain experience. And um, it was being done basically on an app by app basis and where the device wasn't allowed to run a specific app on either the uh, the performance core, the high performance core that we have on the 888 or the three mid tier cores that basically they're considered to be more powerful. Uh, and they're putting them more on the uh, low four, fourth cores. They're basically uh, 
if you have to kind of think of it as you have the uh, the quarterback, uh, the defense line, and then you have the, uh, I guess, you know, the, your side players on the side. So the short answer is the experience has been tailored without the user input, meaning we can't control it. Uh, but it was also not advertised. So we weren't really looking at it in the sense that people were like, oh, okay, so we got this in the update. This was something that was told. It was people are expecting it. Um, the, and then, of course, it was reported on it. And then, of course, this kind of goes back to the conversation that we've had, I think, a few years back, where there was some conversations going on where OnePlus was manipulating um, some of their data when it came down to game bench or basically a benchmark application. There was a, um, a certain performance mode that was enabled internally when a game bench application was running for the device to perform at a higher performance than what it is. Um, at the end of the day, the way we look at Oxygen OS, we have to understand that OnePlus's main main goal in life is to provide a certain specific experience. Um, it's essentially speed, which is what they've always been uh, talking about. Also performance as far as giving you long battery life. That's one of the other things. Now, what um, Cerebiphius is actually saying here is uh, OnePlus's response back essentially was that they are trying to, to fine tune, or um, I guess the best way to explain it is, they're tailoring the experience on, on a per app basis on the device to allow the battery to last longer and then still provide a, a comparable experience to the user on the user end. Now, believe it or not, most people that have used the OnePlus 9 and OnePlus 9 Pro probably didn't notice the difference in performance. This was mostly brought up based on the fact that obviously, you know, when we get a phone and we run it through a benchmark, that's not reality, right? I mean, we know this, you know this, that benchmarks are, are especially synthetic benchmarks, are truly intended to give us a point in time. It is not a true performance on a day-to-day -day basis because A, uh, not every, the, when you're using your phone and you're moving it from one place to another, a whole bunch of circumstances, a whole bunch of things change. Uh, battery percentage, uh, you know, uh, brightness, uh, connectivity to the internet, um, also how much storage you have on your phone. There's a lot of things that factor into that. So having them being removed there, um, because they're they're obviously playing around with the, some of the settings in there. I think obviously Gigabench can do whatever they want. This is something on their end. They 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 felt like they did not want to contribute to that conversation. I feel like that's where it is. Uh, more than likely, this is going to get worked out, and OnePlus will be back on the Geekbench, uh, you know, scoring, uh, sys you know, system uh, at some point. I don't think it's something that is going to be going for too long, but. What they're doing, they need to be a little bit more open about it. And I also feel like they should give us that feature as an option in the system, allowing us to assign where or what set of cores, what power, what horsepower performance do I want my, you know, my Chrome to work? Uh, or, you know, let's say when I want to run my specific game, how much power does that game get? Does it run at the full speed? Um, or is it still with the whole GPU limiting that they've had in there to try to manage uh, some of the 888 temperatures? So that's something that that was another conversation that was going on with the OnePlus 9 series. Um, the 888 as a chipset is a warm chipset. And I'll say this, that with every device that I've used to date that has an 888, if I play games for more than about 30 minutes or so, the phone gets pretty warm, pretty hot, actually. So about 120 Fahrenheit, um, that's roughly about 45, 46, if not a, maybe a little bit higher, uh, Celsius on the back part of the phone. And I'm talking about the like where the SOC is sitting there with the GPU and the CPU. So OnePlus's approach to limiting the GPU was to try to combat the temperatures because it's trying to work, balance out the performance to the user experience. But again, I feel like that's not a bad decision, except that I feel like you should give the option to the user to un uh, unlock that feature. If somebody, sorry, 
if somebody has a case or they're using, let's say, a Kishi controller where the controllers are sitting on the right and left and you're running really good, cool, uh, you know, heat dissipation uh, technology to allow the heat to just basically leave the system and the system runs perfectly fine. There's no reason why you wouldn't be able to let the device run on its own. Uh, the 888 has, has again, some, some concerns where it gives you that nice boost all the way to the top. And then after some time, because of thermal throttling, it starts kind of fluctuating. So the frame rate kind of goes up and down. And OnePlus didn't want to do that. They wanted to give you a good, consistent 60p frame uh, refresh rate. So it, are they right? Are they wrong? I feel like it's a communication thing. And I feel like if we had an opportunity to know about it, as opposed to just uh, having it being done to our devices without necessarily getting the option to con to contribute to the conversation by means of basically giving us those toggles. And I think this could still be a conversation that people can have. So either way, this is something to talk about. Uh, but thank you. Thank you for bringing it up there. Um, Fit at 180%. Uh, okay, I think I'm missing some. So Saad Benanis is actually mentioning, okay, uh, here. Um, uh, Dan is asking, so the Switch would need to have a huge SOC upgrade for it to basically hit up 4K. I can't imagine it doing uh, doing that and basically uh, and make make this basically a console. It would be way too expensive. And then throw in uh, with the chip shortage and uh, basically uh, all the other options, all the other concerns that you're having. Again, yeah, the, the 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 switch really exists in that in that realm of uh, I think at 720p again with a small form factor. I'm talking this is literally about the same size. I don't think the new switch is bigger. I think the bezels around the screen are bigger uh, or short are smaller. Hold on, let's turn on. Let's see if we can turn on the display here. Uh... So yeah, so what we're looking at here is a bigger display with smaller bezels. I think the footprint is still the same. They're still using the uh, the same rail system here to be able to uh, side load the control uh, the Joy Cons. Um, the 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 pad on the back here is going to be basically all halfway, almost like a uh, a surface like a surface uh, basically tablet, and it props open a little bit better. Uh, and of course, the controls, the buttons, everything, the heat, uh, con you know, the the heat dissipation there. Um, and I think you still obviously have the games in there. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, we're still going to be able to add an memory card. Uh, and it does. Oh, sorry. That was the other thing. It will have more internal storage. I have to remember that. That was one of the other options. So in case you wanted more internal storage. So for sure, definitely. Um, Alpha, I think, had a question. So please, yeah, if you have a question, please put that in there. Uh, George Brown, uh, if Nintendo makes it a 4K completely. OK, hold on. Let's see. Um, so. George is, is is commenting back. If Nintendo made it 4K completely, the price would be uh, uh, would have been crazy. Hence, sale number would probably be really uh, would really will be low, obviously because of the low uh, the, basically because of being too expensive. And I think I thought that was what Dan was mentioning. Essentially, is the technology needed to provide that type of tech. A may may not be something that they're able to put in there, especially with the shortage, uh, the chip shortage. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, because they kept certain things the same, this is something that they probably already have a lot of stock for. So the display is obviously going to be new. That's something new. Obviously, they do buy those probably more frequently than uh, the chips and the motherboards and so on. So those are certain things. And then of course the RAM chip is going to be changed now, uh, not the RAM, the storage chips, since they're going to be increasing it. Uh, so we'll have to see. Again, uh, I think they're going to be. I don't doubt that they're going to sell. That's the thing. I think Switch is still popular. Uh, I realize the current situation is getting better. A lot of places are opening up, and you may you may say basically that popularity boost that you you uh, you achieved during uh, where a lot of people couldn't go out uh, is going to change now that people can, and and that's true. But again, I don't think they're trying to shoot for the instant uh, 
um, I would say the the instant gratification. They're working this um, in the long run. They want to make sure that you have an option to choose from between the light and the new Nintendo Switch um, OLED. And I think, again, if you have the light, the OLED is a very decent upgrade. If you have the original and it still works for you, that's the heart of conversation. Because I, for me, bought it at full price when it first came out. So for me, I don't really see a main benefit for me to jump over to, to, to a slightly better version of what I have. That's that's probably the best way to say it. Um, oh, Greg Greg also did get a chance to install Windows 11 on his system. He's been playing the, uh, Apex Legend on it, and it's been working perfectly fine. Um, I, I talked to him about, a couple of times about that, and and primarily for me right now, I'm going to wait on the Windows 11. As as exciting as it is, and uh, with some of the things that it's wanting to offer us, it's still to me not stable enough for me to rely on it heavily. Um, especially with the things that I like to do, because video editing is very peculiar on drivers, versions of Windows, and a whole bunch of different things. And I finally got the setup to work the way I want it with DaVinci Resolve. And I don't want to take a chance where I end up, I could potentially have a big problem where I couldn't produce content or I couldn't edit videos. So for me right now, I'm, I'm going to hold off a little bit, uh, but I'm, I enjoy watching and listening to some of my friends just basically, you know, sharing their experiences with that, of course. Um, uh, I have from Weimers to uh, who want. Uh, okay, well, I have. Yeah, thank you, Alpha. Appreciate the comment there. Uh, I miss. I I, I I I miss Windows 8. Yeah, we. I think you and and maybe a couple of people, Matt. I, I probably see a couple of people miss Windows 8. Um, I I really miss in, uh, Windows 8.1 with all the beautiful things going on. That, that did not go well there. Um, Musa saying um, the Xperia One Mark III is way better than OnePlus Nine Pro, but YouTubers praise OnePlus and bash Xperia. Uh, it depends on the camp, really. It depends really on the camp that you're in. Um, Sony is really gearing towards more of a an enthusiast, a per, you know, the the user that really wants to have full control over the camera. They want to have uh, the best camera experience. Well, I'm going to say the best. Uh, the best display technology, the best, obviously, the 4K 120, um, and and there's the um, there's also the ability of adding RAM, uh, not RAM storage, uh, the ability of having a 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, uh, that water resistant, the toolless SIM tray removal, and of course, just overall uh, the best experience you can get, or even use it as an external monitor, which is something that's very nice. So. Where I feel like OnePlus users are also looking for a lot more now from over the year-over-year upgrades that we've gone. Uh, but essentially, yeah, they're two separate camps. Uh, I think both are realistically underdogs, if you think about them. They're not the main seller. They're not they're not the main uh, when you perceive an Android device on the due to advertising and the amount of money that Samsung has spent. Uh, a lot of people consider Android really be basically something like Samsung version of something. Uh, and, and obviously, it's that's the main competitor to Apple. But in reality, you have other carrier, other OEMs. So OnePlus is definitely moving up for getting better at what they're offering us. Uh, there is a little bit of setbacks here and there. Sony is definitely stepping it up ever since the Xperia 1 Mark II from last year. Um, and now we see the Xperia 1 Mark III uh, pushing it even more, uh, but still doubling down on what people like. The demise of LG, unfortunately, kind of made it a little bit of a harder game because now they seem like almost like they're comp competing with each other. And I don't really think Sony and, and OnePlus are competing. They're really existing in an ecosystem and servicing a specific need for specific users. And a Sony user may not necessarily go for a OnePlus and a OnePlus may not go for a Sony, but they can appreciate each other. Uh, but as far as camps, yeah, there, there's always going to be drama and, and, and drama be what drives, you know, life, I guess. Uh, but I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, let's see here. 
Ah, so um, I um, so if I get the sixty-five watt char um, anchor charger for uh, brick uh, for my Meizu to, uh, to try, I get a full forty watt supercharge. Um, is this worse than uh, than using the Meizu proprietary? No, uh, as long as you're able, as long as your device is able to detect, uh, detect the charger and allows itself to charge at the full speed, you're perfectly fine. Um, I'm not very familiar with Meizu chargers. I haven't had a chance to play with the Meizu smartphone for, I would say, seriously, almost seven or eight years. Um, and even with the later, the latest uh, Meizu, uh, I tried getting in touch with them, and um, the channel apparently, or my channel, is just not big enough for them um, as far as uh, reach. And uh, they were not, a, they they didn't feel comfortable working with me yet. Uh, but I would have loved to ch uh, check. So the, the short answer is this: if your charger, if your device recognizes the charger and it works, then I think you're good. It's not an issue there. The concern, though, is when you're trying to switch technologies from companies, like going from Huawei to OnePlus, uh, going from Huawei to Oppo, Oppo to OnePlus. Those technologies don't cross. It's proprietary, and each one of them pushes the the technology of charging in their own way. Um, Oppo and OnePlus are using the split battery technology where Huawei is not using that yet. So you're you're getting really different experiences. So I, I would definitely try to get the compatible charger just so that you don't damage the phone. But if, like I said, if you get an anchor one that does that does work, then you know more power to you. More than likely it's using power delivery. So that's probably why. Uh, let me see here. Musa, uh, what, what, what annoys me? Uh, okay, so let's jump back. with. So um, George Brown is asking, Susa, uh, Musa, uh, what annoys me, uh, my, when it annoys me in when YouTubers complain, it's so expensive. Uh, yet they, do, uh, they don't forget every, every other brand uh, on the same price and the same range. Yes. Um, the, the main thing that I feel like a lot of people look at it, first and foremost is the sticker shock, right? Because it's, it's the first thing. It's like, okay, what do I need to spend to, co to commit to this technology? Um, now, most of us, I will say, if you're able to buy it on an installment plan, that's probably going to be mo how mo most of us do. I feel like very few, very, very, it's a small number of people that are going to walk in and say, hey, here you go. Here's my card. Let me have the phone. Uh, more than likely, you're going to have to finance it some way or way, uh, one way or another. And I feel like Sony is offering us right now a smartphone on top of the fact that the, the um, I'll say that the, uh, the promotion that they're running right now. You're getting a free pair of XM3 headphones. That's about 230 bucks, and then another 43,000 uh, um, CP points in Call of Duty. So if you're a gamer, this is definitely right up your alley. Sony is definitely doubling down on Call of Duty. Um, also, this, uh, the Xperia One Mark III and the Xperia Five Mark III are one of the two devices. Or those are the two devices that I know for sure support the 120 frames per second gameplay on Call of Duty Mobile on the smartphone. So that's absolutely great. So one thing I would probably say is. Yes, do your homework. Don't let the price or the sticker the sticker shock kind of stop you from even looking at it. There's no harm in researching a device if you're not wanting to get it, but you can still learn about what it offers. I think for what we have in 2021, Sony, and being that Sony is the only player, we're seeing some improvements. We're seeing some technology improvements that I feel like are worth the slight bump in price. Again, they're the only ones providing us this experience right now. A flagship in 2021 at that price point that competes with other flagship at that range that has a headphone jack, that has wireless charging, reverse wireless charging, memory card expansion, uh, toolless SIM tray removal, 4K display, front-facing speakers. Um, you're also having 120 frames per second going in there. Uh, you're getting a great, beautiful cinema quality display with a 21 by 9 aspect ratio. There's a lot to be said. There's like a whole bunch of things you want to appreciate. And 
you're getting that built into what you're getting here with this this device. And that's one of the things you have to understand and, and factor into the conversation. Now, if that's not what you're looking for, and let's say a Samsung or um, let's say a Samsung or Motorola or uh, any other OEMs version of a phone, like the Oppo, uh, you know, Asus and all of those, provide the phone that fits your needs, then obviously gravitate to that. But I don't need, think we need to kind of bash Sony for their pricing based on something that may not even impact us. Right. So just appreciate what the tech offers you and let the tech speak. Um, and if it feels if it sounds like the right song to you, then you can work with it. Otherwise, find the device that works. Uh, we have the we have choices. That's the beauty of Android and the ecosystem that we have. We're not stuck to one manufacturer is telling us what year over year their slightly upgraded OS upgrade, uh, system that they're going to be giving us is going to be it's really much better on the Android side and you get so many more options and they're getting so much better in the aspect of not just implementing uh, features, but they're becoming much better at uh, fluidity of uh, UI elements, fluidity of the launchers, uh, better improvements over uh, after updates. You're like, you're not getting as many concerns. Um, I just got an update, like I said, on the, uh, the, uh, the Realme GT 5G. Yesterday, as I was recording the video, it was like literally at the end of my video, I was recording the Arabic p uh, portion of it. And then I just, I got the notification saying new update. And then, of course, that new feature with the RAM uh, increasement thing kind of came up. But that's something you'll never hear that on an Apple. Let's just say that Sam Apple will never, not Sam Apple, Sam, uh, Apple will never give uh, features like this on an improvement. They'll announce features at their launch event and then make you wait three to four months to get them. That's how that's, that's how Apple does it. And you won't get anything above that till the next version of the device, which they will obviously make sound like as if that one's just so much better. So not to say that other OEMs don't. I'm just saying Apple's uh, approach to, you know, we invented sliced bread concept kind of thing um, always kind of gets me to a position where I feel like, you know, I listen to their keynote and then, then I, I need to also listen to the little fine print will be available six months from now will be available, you know, whatever. Uh, but again, at the end of the day, I digress. It's something that you want to do Go for the phone that speaks to you. That's the best way to look at it. <coughs> uh, so, Musa, I'll say this. Uh, realistically, for the people I know, um, I know that I, for the people I know that I trust, I know that they won't say things um, that are basically the, the whole paid conversation, you have to kind of understand a certain part of it. Um, if, a, if a YouTuber is being paid to say something, right, they have to disclose it. It has to be disclosed that this is an ad. There's a whole bunch of other problems that can come out there that basically, if they're not giving you their true opinion and they're basically putting or serving an ad, <coughs> sorry, that has to be part of the conversation. You know, you would see like this video is sponsored by Samsung when it is a Samsung video. Uh, or if you're getting a, a, a phone or something like that, if it's sponsored by the company and you're, he's the person that's reviewing, he or she are reviewing it. I understand where that 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 line becomes a little bit harder to believe. You know what is their opinion? What is the actual? It, it's going to come down to your relationship with that YouTuber. And what I mean by it is, do you do you know the 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 creator that's creating the content? Do you trust their opinion, or do you feel like that there are they're the type of person that would do something like that? Um, I think as a brand, it makes no sense for any brand to try to serve an ad without making sure that it is an ad because it will backfire. This is something you have to understand. There's there's some legal ramifications that come up if something like that breaks up. It breaks that, you know, somebody's being paid to say something and they're not disclosing it. Uh, on top of obviously other things YouTube can will actually get into. So short answer, as much as I understand how you feel about that, I don't... I feel like to a certain point, if I say I like Sony, it doesn't mean that Sony paid me to say I like Sony and not like other devices. That's something you have to also understand. I think 
you need to know the, the the creator that you're watching. And if it's a creator that you do not normally follow or trust, that could also speak to what you're looking into. There's there there's there isn't really that relationship that you've built with them over the years. And and this is the one of the things when you've been doing some things like this over for an extended amount of time. Always understand that there is that relationship. There are the people that with you that you know go through the the different devices, and you can see how their style of approach is. Are they very negative on one side and always positive on another? Those are things you want to keep in mind. So, but I'm with you. I am with you all the way, my friend. Uh, oh, okay. There's a good question. So, um, Golan Levy is asking a very interesting question here. Uh, TK, the OnePlus Eight Pro or the Oppo Reno Five Pro camera um, and overall performance. Um, Based on the fact that the Reno is not running a flagship processor, I'm just going to kind of throw out numbers here. So the Reno has been shifting over to MediaTek processors for some time. From sheer performance on camera and uh, features, um, I feel like, well, I'll take that back. Okay, let's, let's take one step back. Performance. One, uh, the OnePlus 8 Pro absolutely kills it. Uh, camera experience on the OnePlus 8 Pro is definitely one of the better ones. It's, it's not as good as what we have now, but it's still one of the better options. The cameras that they have there are definitely very good. The color science is much improved. Um, although I feel like the, the Reno 5 Pro 5G, which I'm assuming is the one that you're referring to, the 5G for edition, um, does not have as much horsepower and fluidity from the sense of just performance because it's not running a, an 888, or sorry, an 865 as we have the 8 Pro. Um, does have somewhat of a better experience when it comes down to camera because Oppo's color science or camera science. And that's, I'm hoping what's going to happen is with this whole collaboration between Oppo and OnePlus. So if you were talking about where we are with those two devices from 2020, uh, and you're looking at an overall experience, I would probably still say the 8 Pro mostly because of the, the horsepower, and you're more than likely going to find it at a very reasonable price. Now, Specifically to the Reno 5 Pro, I, if I'm not mistaken, the 6 Pro was just announced not that long ago in China. So it's going to be more than likely be coming to the international market. You may want to wait and see how the 6 Pro performs. I don't have one myself, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to share any insight. But I can tell you that at least being so close to something that could potentially be coming in the near future to the international market, that could also be another game changer. And that may actually sway the conversation back into the Reno side. But if you're considering both, I would go with the 8 Pro. So let, let's let's see what we can do here. Uh, let me see here. Let me do, do, do. Okay. So we're starting to get some spams. Please, 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 guys. Uh, let's keep this cordial. Let's keep this uh, organized. Uh, at the end of the day, there's no reason to spam the uh, the chat. And um, actually, speaking of which, let's talk a little bit about the giveaway. I do want to talk about the giveaway because I, I feel like there's some color, some information. Um, so if you, yeah, I, I'm I'm totally with you. Uh, what Oppo's color reproductions have, are the best in, on the market, and for me, I feel like if I had to put an image that I've taken with a OnePlus Nine Pro and a, uh, and let's say an FX Three Pro, just on a standard processing, not to say that Hasselblad is not doing a great image, more than likely I would still go with what, what uh, the the Oppo de uh, device is putting on, and it's purely based on the uh, on the on the app, really. So I'm really hoping a more of a conversation between the two. Uh, but Oppo, sorry, I'll say this: OnePlus is catching up. OnePlus is getting a lot better. Uh, the nine pro is definitely one of the better, their better options that they have on the market. So I, I'm not against it at all. Um, so, uh, regarding the giveaway, so I, I did mention it Yes, I think Thursday on the Saturday, on the best of our week with Juan, um, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, there was a little bit of a, uh, I, I want to say, uh, an error on my side, a misunderstanding what the intention or how many devices, uh, that the company was willing to give out. So this is real me and basically me working through a PR company with them. Um, the short answer is I put out five devices last Saturday because I was actually going on a statement that they made and I 
did not have enough time to get a confirmation back from them, being that it was over the weekend and so on. So I erred on the side of caution and I announced a five device, which to start with, five devices is a lot. So five Realme GTs that are going to be given out to five lucky winners on the channel with the giveaway that's going on. Um, and then later this week, uh, during the week, I talked to them and they're like, no, 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 no. We may, uh, we want to make sure you understand it's 10 devices, not five. So it's actually double the devices. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the surprise to my end was a, this is great. I, I'm like, this is great news. Right. But it makes it weird to have to kind of go back and say, well, by the way, it's not five, it's 10. It's great news to come back with. Obviously you don't want to hear the opposite side of that. But I think it still kind of needed its own announcement. So I announced it Saturday on Thursday night uh, over the best of our week. And then in the videos that I put out yesterday in both the English and the Arabic, I also did make the update to that. I made sure people were aware of it. And now the Gleam, the, the Gleam link that we have at the bottom of the description does have the information showing that it is going to be 10 winners selected, not five. Um, but I will say this. Uh, one thing that I don't think a lot of people are realizing that one of the entry points in the giveaway allows you to have up to 20 points of, um, I would say basically, uh, like think of it as like if, if, if you do, if you checked up the YouTube channel, uh, that's one point uh, and everything else I think is mostly one point, but then this one is 20 points. And that's because I wanted to do something that um, I did with Juan Carlos when we did a giveaway, I think was it last year. And that's where we wanted you guys to kind of give us um, if, if the best thing to do basically is just, if you can give us a video, like a short 10, 20 second, 30 second video, um, on any format, it didn't need to be anywhere specific. It could be on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, whatever format that you're able to basically link me to. And that gave you the access of getting 20 points. What I've been seeing though, when I go through some of the data is I see a lot of people going in and putting in fake links or putting links to my channel or, or putting just words in there and submitting them. And I do want you to understand that if you are selected with that, if I'm running the giveaway and I find that this is part of, uh, this is the, the, let's say that's the entry that you were selected based on, it disqualifies you because that actually is not a, that's not a true submission. So please, if you want to, if you want to participate in the, uh, in that specific feature to get the additional 20 points, it doesn't take much. I realize it's, it's a little bit more than just basically submitting, clicking link and you're done. Uh, it does require a little bit extra. I saw one video that was posted yesterday on Twitter and I was really happy to see that because that was the intention of this. Uh, and then when I went into the gleam to start looking at some of the other selections, because that kind of, kind of reminded me to go check. Um, I was very surprised. There was a lot of bad entries in there. To, to claim the 20 extra points. I'm just letting you guys know, I don't have time to go through. There's there's thousands of entries in there, but if it is the one that is selected and it is the selection that you put in, if I'm saying you, no, no specific person, um, that unfortunately will end up being a disqualification because you did not honor the requirement there. So just be understanding that putting something in there, although gets you the number, will not get you to the end. So hopefully that makes sense to you guys. Absolutely, yeah. Um, oh, Gary, Gary's in the chat, man. Home, how you doing, man? Uh, sorry, I didn't see you earlier than that, but yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, th there's no re there's no reason to uh, to try to game it. The the option is there as a bonus. It was a bonus before. I removed the bonus feature mostly because I felt like people weren't seeing what it was. They were doing the first but not getting it. Not to try to stretch it out. The giveaway ends tomorrow night, or the entry time for the giveaway ends Sunday tomorrow night at midnight Pacific Standard Time, so my time zone. So that means Monday morning we're gonna have a nice little chat. Um, I'm going to try to make it uh, so it'll be a quick live stream uh, with everybody. And we're going to do a live selection of the 10 winners with you guys. I'm not going to try to do this on my own uh, by myself. We will do it live and we're going to go in and basically I'll, I'll try to get in touch with the 10 winners. Uh, so the, the short answer is this. Um, is this 
something that we can do more, I would love to. And I want to make sure to, you know, to get more engagement from other companies. So hopefully this will open up more giveaways for you guys and we can do something to give, you know, give back to you guys. So that's the main goal. Uh, and of course, let the community kind of grow with that, of course. Um, Geeky Nassim. Yeah, please. Uh, uh, if you guys can, please don't, let's not try to, um, Uh, yeah, no, definitely. So Geeky Nassim is just uh, one of my, one of the other fans from XDA. Matt Tyler's okay. So guys, make sure you get this. Uh, Matt Tyler is promising us a video entry with him doing backflips. I would love to see that. Make sure you. <laughs> Make sure you do that slow mo, uh, slow mo backflip, so we can get that. And we'll add some nice montages. We'll do like a backflip, front flip, all all of that. We'll do that. Um, or you know, like I said, the goal of it is essentially it's more just to show engagement. That I think that was primarily what I was trying to show. Or what my goal was this. Um, it's not just to kind of you know get a list and check off boxes and so on. It's really more about engagement. Uh, the purpose of this uh, giveaway, for me at least, was to. Um, allow people to have devices to help them create content enjoy them it'll be an, some some people are going to have these devices and it'll be a much better improvement or an upgrade to a, a smartphone that they're using uh, and i have had a, a whole bunch of people getting reaching out to me uh, letting me know obviously how much this would help them out and just to reference and i make sure everybody understand i don't actually have the 10 devices these devices will be shipped out from realme um, and uh, the devices, the, the winners will be selected randomly via the system on Gleam.io. I am not manually selecting the winners. Um, this is something that you probably is a given, but I feel like I just want to repeat it so, so people don't don't misunderstand and understand and think I have an influence as to who wins, or who doesn't. The only selection, the only thing that I'm able to do, and this is specific, is to validate the entry on which the person won. So if the the entry that they uh, got in there is a valid entry, they did meet the requirement for it. Like I said, the twenty point one was a video, and if your selection is your picked, sorry, you're picked based on that function, and that video is not a video. That's the only thing that I'm able to do separately, and I would have to redraw. So I will invalidate that entry and verbally, basically, initially invalidating the uh, the person's entries because they wouldn't be able to win. They they don't qualify for that for that specific entry. So let's go back real quick here. Um, <laughs> six six 6.5 inch mat doing backflips uh, is worth a, at least a phone. I, you know what? It is. It absolutely is. And we'll have to make it. We'll make it happen if we can get Matt to do those backflips. Uh, and like I said, I, we just need to have proof of it, man. We just want to make sure that it's you doing backflips, uh, not not some CGI video, you know, where your face is on top of somebody else's body and stuff like that. Uh, Joey B, man, ho, oh, hope you're doing well. Uh, <laughs> I'm exceptional. Okay, we're building up Matt to a point where he actually may try it. So uh, if you're going to try it, Matt, please be safe. Uh, I, I don't know if you are or don't, but yeah. Uh, Matt, uh, if Mac ba backflips, then, uh, then Derby is crumpling. <laughs> Oh my God! We're bringing football into the conversation. Does this does this count if I if I land on my face? Um, it's a backflip, my friend. But uh, I I would not recommend you doing that. Uh, that that would not. <laughs> I would imagine your family and yourself would not be happy with this. And I I I no, I wouldn't. I would, of course I I don't want to. I want to make sure that you're you're safe. But if you know how to do a backflip, please, I would be interested. I don't. I and I will never even attempt it. The only time I've ever done a backflip is when I'm jumping into a pool, and that's because I know the pool will not hurt me. That's how life is. Um, uh, oh, uh, Chemi's jumping, but I think maybe all the actions might be valid, even if the winner got the winning um, 
uh, entry with one uh, with one valid. If the winning entry is valid, that's valid. That's not what I was referring to. Uh, and I'm not going in to see if, let's say, somebody got one winning and then the other ones are invalid. It's the winning entry. If the selected winning entry is a 20-point winning entry with a video link and there is no video link, that's the disqualification. But if you are winning, I mean, I, um, the... I think Gleam doesn't show me every entry by the same person. It only selects one entry. So each entry is a is a chance to win. So if you're able to get all the points, but let's say again that twenty is because it's a much bigger score, you're you have a higher chance of getting selected with a twenty point than it is with a one point. That's the reason why I made the incentive even higher. Uh, so to speak to what Chami's com uh, comment is, yeah, he's right. If the selection of uh, if the entry that you're selected for is valid, you did actually meet that requirement. Absolutely, peace. Even if you have an entry that says 20 points is, uh, you know, and you don't, then that one doesn't qualify. It's the winning entry. But like I said, as long as the winning entry is a valid entry, then we should be fine. And uh, Chris Lopez is actually saying, yeah, Matt, please do not hurt yourself, of course. Uh, uh, Sarvan is actually, TK, love, uh, are Apple chips like the M1 uh, overpowered and, uh, and, oh, and wasted? So the M1, depending on the technology that you're using, if you're using the M1 chipset on their PC devices, I don't feel like they're overpowered. I think they're pretty much straight on optimized to what they're trying to do. Uh, essentially, it's a, it's a mobile processor that's giving us a desktop experience uh, with the battery life of a mobile processor. So you get the long battery life. Uh, the no, you know, you no longer need to have the cooling the same way you normally have it on the PC. Uh, so you know, the MacBook Air, MacBook Pros can benefit from those. Uh, I don't think they're overpowered. I think they're just pretty much hitting the spot. They were engineered or they were designed in a specific requirement to meet the the power hungry devices that they sell. So specifically, their laptops. On a Mac, uh, sorry, on the iPad though, I feel like it's a little bit of an overpowered processor because they're not giving you the power for the performance of a laptop on the on the. Uh, and I'm talking about running basically, you know, obviously uh, Mac OS, not I iPad OS. Um, you're not getting the same benefits on there. And I feel like the M1 is maybe a future-proofing uh, approach that at some point will have an option of running Mac OS on a, on a, on a, obviously on a MacBook, on a, uh, sorry, on an iPad. Uh, but when it comes down to what they're showing us right now, with the performance improvements with, between DaVinci, between uh, Final Cut, uh, creators, everybody's been basically raving about it. I think it's definitely the, the chipset to, uh, to beat right now when it comes down to um, low power consumption, long battery life, and of course, mobile life and so on. Uh, I myself don't have the M1s. I still have my Mac as the i9 model. And I feel like that still has enough power for what I needed. Although I'll say this, my Mac feels like it's going to take off every time I'm doing barely anything on it because the fans kick up to 100%. That i9 runs hot. So there's a little bit of both. Um, but it depends on where you're getting it. Right now, the M1 is definitely a good chip for, for Apple and it's doing great. Uh, with more developers uh, optimizing their applications and their software to run on the M1, we're definitely going to see a much bigger announcement and more incorporation of features uh, with M2. So hopefully, or M1.5 or whatever they decide to call it. I'm, I'm imagining they jump numbers as they do with iOS. So it's like the A13, the A14. This, obviously, the M1 may have an M2 at some point. Uh, as long as they don't call it M.2, you know, then then, then, it, then it's a PC component. We'll have to see. Uh, uh, let me see here. Oh, Darby. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, Jimmy, Jimmy Fire Dragon. I apologize. I, when I said Derby, I, 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 it's like it sounded wrong because I remember Sam and Matt arguing over uh, a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of times. And I realized it is with an E. Uh, so it's Darby, Darby, uh, Darby for uh, for <laughs> Darby. Matt, Matt's getting on the plane right now. He's going to be flying over here just to kick my ass, man. Uh, sorry. 
so yeah no no for sure darvi uh, uh chris lopez there is uh opera game uh, opera gaming browser uh i've used the opera browser before but i'm i'm not familiar with their gaming browser i i'm assuming it's is it wait, um no short answer it's no i don't uh, but let's do a quick google search and i'll see here so um browser oh gaming web browser are you yeah <laughs> uh this is something okay so this is actually not new it's been out for some time i i haven't used opera for the longest time i'm primarily a um a brave and which essentially you know runs on chromium but basically brave chrome and um um uh netscape netscape browser man did i just say netscape browser man netscape is such an old one so uh, primarily uh, chrome and uh and uh, brave browser those are primarily the two i use um mostly because chrome is compatible with most uh online gaming especially with uh you know geforce now and so on or even the xbox gaming experience so for me those are the only ones i've used uh but i it seems like it's been something that is going on for some time so i'll, I'll have to look up a little bit more on that than, than just a quick search let's see here um uh, Darby is the city where Matt lives. Twenty-two. <laughs> okay, uh, England, English versus Italy in uh, uh, European football uh, Euro twenty twenty finals. Uh, man, yeah, Netscape. Uh, sorry, Netscape used to be. Oh man, um, oh, it, for, if you're not familiar. Let's see here. I don't know if the, I don't even know if Netscape still exists. Uh, so Netscape was a browser that was an, uh, basically uh, what's it called? It's an, it's a it's a browser uh, that was uh, it was actually one of the more popular ones. So basically, it was either Chrome, uh, Netscape, or some of the other options that you have the option of jumping into. So essentially, it's another browser like Chrome, but it's not. Uh, yeah, SoulSeek. <laughs> Sam is in the, Sam is in Italia in Italy. Um, Oh man, uh, we're getting Netscape. Where they, where they, where they, yeah, where they reverse engineered Internet Explorer from uh, to a certain point. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I, I I threw um, what I meant to say was Firefox, and I don't know where Netscape kind of came up out of, uh, but that just shows you how how long how often I use other browsers. So typically, I don't use Firefox unless uh, it's any everything and everything I'm trying to do in Chrome just does not want to work. I'll jump into Firefox. It's just that typically Firefox. Also, doesn't always have the the best support for everything else. I mean, it's a really good browser, and I love the support that they have in there. Uh, but for me, I typically jump between Brave and Chrome, uh, and basically Firefox uh, uh, essentially is the third browser. But Netscape, yeah, back in the really really old days, like I said, um, I don't know how I brought up that level of uh, that level of history. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to uh, throw it, throw in some things in there. Um, but you know what? Actually, let's let's switch over the conversation a little bit. Let's let's jump in. Uh, flashback to AOL CDs. Oh my God! Let's not get into those. I had a stack of those uh, cup holders, uh, coasters. Sorry, those cup coasters uh, for for the longest time from uh, from AOL. They used to come in everything. Even uh, um, Chemi uses Opera. Opera, yeah, Opera is actually is one of the better ones. A uh, bit old. <laughs> so, uh, oh, MS DOS. Oh yeah, <laughs> Gary. Okay, yeah, Gary. Uh, Greg. Greg is gonna jump me into all the way to bad back into MS-DOS and running bulletin board software out there. Uh, do you think the Infinix concept uh, phone? Ah, so Infinix is, I've, I'll say this. I've had an opportunity to use an Infinix, the Note 10 Pro with, from them recently. 
Um, I was actually quite surprised to what the what you were getting from the from Infinix as a company. So their approach to providing as one of the fastest charging smartphones on the market, I think it's it's definitely a move in the right direction as far as tech, charging tech. Um, I want to be able to say that the longevity part of this is going to be the conversation to have. How well does this device survive over time? And does obviously how is the battery health going to be at some point? Um, to me, it's great. It's it's the fact that it, it so I'll say this. The Realme GT does not have wireless charging, but the fact that you can charge it from zero to hundred percent with the the sixty five watt charger, not the fifty watt. The fifty watts a little bit slower, but still pretty fast. In about thirty five minutes, which is roughly the same time as I can charge the FX three Pro or even the OnePlus Nine Pro, but thirty minutes is crazy. It makes you not even want to have a wireless charging tech. So. Like I said, that's the type of technology that I'm appreciating more. I love wireless charging. Like right now I have a, a phone that's sitting on the wireless charging pad, but I don't have it there because I want it to charge. It's more merely to kind of maintain the battery level that it has because the reality of the matter is if just even with the fastest wireless chargers, like the OnePlus 9 with the 50 watts, um, it's a proprietary tech. You can't replicate it outside. So if I go outside and I'm at Starbucks or whatever, it's just not going to work. Um, what I like about the one with the Realme is that now then this is not included. Unfortunately, this is something you buy extra. But this 50 watt charger works with the Find X3 Pro, works with the OnePlus 9 Pro, and works with the Realme GT. So it's a great little 50 watt charger and is super thin. And of course, we get to use them with the really cool cable that matches the phone. This is the so whenever you get a themed phone you always want to get the accessory that matches, right? So you want to be able to enjoy the phone with this charger and enjoy the content that comes with it. And I feel like that is amazing. So Realme definitely does a very nice job on theming it. So uh, yeah, wire charging seriously to a certain point makes it pointless to have wireless. Uh, wireless is really more of a convenience. Now I like wireless more uh, when I, let's say, have a pair of earbuds. I mean, not these guys, these are not wireless, but let's say the first generation of the Galaxy Buds. I put those on the charger and I walk away and or I'm listening to the music. The case gets charged from the wireless charger and I'm still listening to my music. I think that's a win-win. The phone, I can't use the phone when it's on the wireless charger because it has to be flat or sitting in a specific uh, you know spot unless I'm watching a movie. But if I want to interact with it, it kind of defeats the purpose. So I'm with you. I think Infinix is doing a great job with the tech. Uh, my hope essentially is that battery health is also uh, a big thing. And we'll have to wait to see how that kind of fan, uh, pans out after some time of usage. So we'll have to see. Um, uh, to, to show how old I am, my first computer had 16K kilobytes of RAM uh, and no hard drive. Okay, so Simon says Hypno kind of wins some of the some of those experiences. My first computer was an Atom uh, computer, uh, not Atom, sorry, a Commodore 64. I did have an Atom, but that was later. Um, I picked up one uh, from a friend of mine that was selling it. Uh, but the Commodore 64, yeah, definitely didn't have a hard drive. Everything was running on magnetic tape. Uh, the, the actual first PC PC was a 386 um, DLC PC that I built. I'm sorry, not 386. It was 486. My first computer that I got a chance to play with was the 286, but that was, again, another friend of mine's system. Um, my, my first one that I actually went out, bought the parts, and set it up, I actually had it put together. Uh, was a 486 DLC with two megabytes of RAM. It came with one, and I had to buy an extra one uh, megabyte because we couldn't run Windows 3.1 without two megabytes. That was one of the, the main system requirements. Um, and, of course, it, it had a hard drive, but I think it was like a 40-megabyte hard drive. At the, I, I, I'm not even sure if it was 40. I want to say probably less. But it was something like ridiculously small, barely enough to run DOS, um, and, of course, to run Windows, uh, WordPerfect, Windows 3.1. 3 We're not talking about full, Windows, full version of Windows. Um, 
and it had a turbo button that jumped it from I think was it 30 megahertz to 40 megahertz if you wanted to be able if those are back in the day where they used to have a turbo button they're like a, an overpower like as opposed to have to switch a mode on you push the button and you suddenly had a little bit more power uh, so yeah that that that's that's um, that's like way way back like we're talking a long time ago uh, let's just say that I, I'm actually kind of dating myself uh, at that point but yeah you know it is it is how it is there um, the Bruce Lee kill <laughs> kill Bill phone absolutely Simon um, oh yeah my first first was an XD I think it was a uh, model something uh, no hard drive uh, but everything worked on floppy disk yeah no uh, th that was the biggest thing back in the day I mean everything ran off of the floppy disk uh, and you not only run the process of the the actual uh, program off of it but you stored your data on it so it was always kind of like running at the same uh, but I loved it where where when I used to install a version of software from anything and it used to come like Windows 3.1 used to come on like 10 disk, uh, 10 floppy disks. So you actually had to have disk one, disk two, disk three, disk four. And like you're installing them and this and every every single disk takes like about five to 10 minutes. Um, it was just it was crazy. It was a crazy time. And then we had zip disks that kind of speed up things, but then they were not as functional because most of the, most of the zip disks were running off a USB uh, or serial port because that was faster than USB. Uh, and, you know, there was a whole bunch of different things. And then there's jazz drives. And then you jump over to, you know, obviously the new, the newer systems. And now no system supports. I mean, there's no more floppy disks. Um, the system that I have that, I'm, that, that I set up for Omar uh, was my older PC it was the last one that I got that had a case that supported a floppy, that not a floppy, a CD-ROM or DVD drive on it. And that was the reason why when I was upgrading them, I decided not to take the, uh, that case away. It doesn't look as good. It's an older case, but it still has the IO, uh, the, the drive for me to use. So I've upgraded the internals for it to be more current, but the system still has a drive. So we have to kind of obviously appreciate that, you know, uh, we're moving more and more to smaller, uh, less, uh, spinning hard drive components, you know, SSDs, USB drives, and all of that. Uh, Odyssey, oh man, Chris Lopez, yes. So the Odyssey or the Atari, so 2600, I remember Pigs in Space. I remember uh, playing on that for days. Oh my God, the controller, the joystick on it was just crazy. Um, it, it was just, oh man. So, and I didn't even have the 20, I didn't have the Atari one that had the built-in games. This is back in the day where the games were literally in cartridges. So you had to buy the cartridges. And I think mine came with Pigs in Space. That was a reason why I think it was an inclusion in the box, the 2600. Um, Matt still has his Nintendo 64, his uh, Sega Master System, and the PS1. Uh, others have broken, other broken, uh, seemed old for now. So the oldest system that I actually have that could potentially work, and I need to try it out, is the Xbox, the first Xbox. And um, that was one that I uh, that I experimented a lot um, on um, upgrading. Let's just say that. That was really, really nice. Uh, oh, man, the good old days of the five and a quarter, man. <laughs> the bendy flip, the one that used to uh, double as a, as a fan on, uh, on really hot days. Old school tech, always, always fun. Uh, Peter's jumping in here with a quick question is, have you tried Windows 11? Um, so I haven't run Windows 11 on my main system. I know quite a few people that have tried, that have tested it. Uh, overall, performance-wise, though, uh, from what I've seen, is it's pretty stable for, for an early build. Uh, it's just not 100% yet. I wouldn't run it on your daily driver unless you have all your data backed up and you're comfortable at some point or another to have to figure out how to get things to work. And I'm mostly concerned about drivers and uh, specifically like, you know, not just the game, but like anything that's specific that you do on your system that is not the general norm, like browsing the internet or something like I say, like an older program that you've used in the past and it doesn't work. Uh, sometimes they don't necessarily work right away. So 
um, excited to see what Windows 11 is offering. I don't have it yet. And I think it's mostly till I'm done setting up everything correctly on my uh, on my system. And I'll maybe experiment on. Um, I think I said I was, I was probably going to see if I can get the Azul PC that I have to install it. Uh, it should be compatible with it. I have enough RAM, uh, but I need to double check. So, uh, but yeah, no, not, I don't have that yet. Sorry. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, okay. So, um, long, Donald Lazina, man, hope you're doing well. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to kind of cover today, which was something that I also had a chance to uh, find out some information on, which was really nice. So um, as you guys know, Juan Carlos, hmm, I am a super popular phone person. Oh, speaking of which, I don't know if you guys noticed, I'm not watching, I'm not wearing a watch. So a lot of my con, a lot of my notifications are on my phone and I don't have a way of actually interacting with them. So unfortunately, no, none of those, I, nothing I need to interact with too much. Um, so. Qualcomm has a program called the Insider, Qualcomm Insiders, okay? So this program is intended to be for, obviously, you know, like really um, like supporters, enthusiasts, people that really like Qualcomm devices, like the Snapdragon devices, smartphones, uh, the quick charge technology, the, the new Snapdragon sound that they talked about as well. And um, they did an announcement uh, on the 8th this week of a new phone that was developed. So... The phone is an ASUS phone. It's developed in conjunction with Qualcomm, and it is featuring Qualcomm hardware, but it is an ASUS phone. They wanted to be specific about that content. So the phone itself is um, it's essentially a way to showcase all of the Qualcomm technology. So to me, that was first kind of like, and when I see that, first thing that hit me obviously was the Google Play Edition smartphones from Google, right? They were basically flagship smartphones from OEMs that ran stock Google experience. And I think Samsung was there, Motorola was in there. And a lot of us really felt sad that that program kind of ended. It, it was a very short stint kind of kind of going on. Um, so um, as usual, Islam is saying, actually saying, is it worth 1400? So there, here's the question. This phone isn't marketed to compete with other phones. This is not a phone that is intended to come out and say, I am better than XYZ. This is truly a showcase. This, I think, for the most part, will not sell as many phones as you think it is. And I don't think Qualcomm is trying to do that with this phone. They're not obviously trying to produce a phone with ASUS or in collaboration with ASUS to compete with other ASUS phones. This is truly intended for insiders right now. So it's for the fans, for the super fans that really want to get the best experience. It also is the first device to feature the Qualcomm sound, uh, the new technology that Qualcomm is trying to innovate in the wireless field. So where we're starting to notice that time over time, the headphone jack is disappearing. You know, Sony is one of the only ones keeping us going with the really good DAC supported headphone jack. But the fact of the matter is nine times out of 10, I mean, I'll take that back. Uh, the Realme GT does have a headphone jack. That's one, one other feature that they have. Uh, but, you know, those are things that we don't necessarily see anymore. So Qualcomm's trying to shift into proving the ecosystem for, for wireless sound, for low latency gaming experience level sound from a Qualcomm pair of headbuds or earbuds. So the this new device will feature also, it comes with a pair of earbuds. So it's not just the phone, but it's also a very nice expensive pair of earbuds that you can get with it. So when you look at the price, you have to understand that it's a bundle. It's not just a phone. Now, I'm not thinking the headsets are going to be, you know, 500 bucks to make the phone a thousand, but it could be between, you know, two to $300 for those earbuds. So that maybe realistically puts the phone around 1200, maybe 1100 bucks, depending on where you are. But the short answer is when you're looking at it, it's truly a showcase. It's intended to be a showcase of the technology of what you can do. But it's a showcase that you're able to pick up if you want to get one. That's the thing. This is different than what you see from other uh, other companies because this is, again, intended to showcase all of the Qualcomm tech. 
Um, one of the other things that they actually have in here is truly allowing, allowing this phone to run on any 5G technology across the world. So we're talking about uh, ultra wideband in US, in Europe. Uh, we're talking about 5G in China, US, Middle East, Europe, anywhere you go where there's 5G technology, this phone should be able to pick it up. And, and from my remember correctly, uh, it actually has bands that are not even fully active in Europe. So you have to understand what this is intending and what it's trying to do. Is it considered to be a phone that you should consider on for your daily driver? I probably would say nine, I would say maybe eight out of 10 of us will probably not want to get this phone because it's such a, it's a, it's a, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece of what Qualcomm has to offer at this point. Um, there was some discussion as to why does it not have the 888 plus? Why is it showing it with the 888 only? I think that's probably mostly because of the uh, product cycle, uh, product, um, the product cycle development. It more than likely this phone's been in development for much longer than the 888 has been. So it was developed around the time with the 888, uh, the 88 plus. So the 888 is the one that they decided to go with, which again shouldn't be that much of a big difference. I mean, with a few minor differences between uh, basically AI functionalities, improvements, and so on, the 888 plus is de facto a very a slightly modified version of the 888. So I was very excited. Um, I don't have, unfortunately, I, I don't know if I'll be able to get my hands on one or basically try it out and see if I can actually give you guys my opinion. I feel like on paper, it's poising us to give to get the best of Qualcomm. Oh, quick charge 5.0, of course. Uh, it does have a slightly smaller battery, which I was a little bit surprised to see. It's a 4,000 milliampere battery as opposed to a 4,500. Um, and of course, the fingerprint sensor is also in the right spot. It's sitting at the, it's the Gen 2 fingerprint sensor. Uh, but it is actually a touch uh, finger sensor on the back of the phone, which as opposed to what we've seen in, in display, which I still feel like it's the best because it should be the fastest technology you can get. So much better, much, uh, much more focused experience to all things Qualcomm. So we'll have to see. Um, so here, uh, let me jump in real quick. I think I may have missed a couple of comments here. Um, you know, it's like Sony. It's priced. Uh, sorry. Okay. So uh, Matt's jumping in. It's saying basically it's like Sony. It's priced high, uh, but it showcases what they can do. Um, it's a true pro phone. Uh, it makes sense for Qualcomm to, uh, to basically charging so much. And yeah. So, but keep in mind again, this is an ASUS phone. I think Qualcomm made it very clear for us to make sure to say that it's not a Qualcomm. It's a Qualcomm. It's a fee, It's an ASUS phone featuring Qualcomm tech for insiders. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, again, it's, it's a showcase. It's a, it's a, and they're, they're more than, like I said, with them understanding that they're not going to be selling as many units, the prices are unfortunately not going to be as low. So it's, it's really more of a supply and demand. If the phone ends up becoming a very, very popular phone and they produce way more, that could also initiate a price de de decline in the future. But the reality is they're not intending to sell as many. And that's really what it is. And I think Sony does similarly where they know they're going to be selling their phones in smaller batches compared to some of the other OEMs. And they really value what they try to put in there. They, they focus on everything they give you the best that they can. So for sure. Uh, manufacturers. It, it, and yeah, so Simon says, if no, it's exactly the same thing. It's it's. It's weird that like at the announcement of the Qualcomm 888, when they made the announcement saying that this, this chipset's modem should be able to support all of the 5G bands across the world. And every single 5G phone that I've received that showcases the 888 is specifically locked to, uh, to, uh, to areas in the world. Um, I can't get 5G on the Realme GT in the US, and that's because the bands are not intended to work in the US. So those are things that you want to keep in mind. I, I, I probably will say the... The benefit, the biggest benefit here is just making this truly the unlocked phone that you really think you're getting when you say you want an unlocked phone, right? 
Because when you think of an unlocked phone, you're not getting it branded with, you know, insert company like T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T, and so on. So you expect everything on it to be truly unlocked. And at the end of the day, that's the thing. You don't really get a fully unlocked 888 chipset, right? It doesn't work in every other uh, area the same way. And that's because the OEM may have specifically made a SKU. So meaning Qualcomm chipset versions of a, of a Samsung S21 Ultra um, are intended to be in specific markets. So they know it's not going to be going to the Middle East. So they won't add the Middle East bands in there because they feel like they don't need to pay extra for it. So it's a cost saving to a certain point, but it is tailored. This phone is pretty much just Everything, everything you want, everything you need from Qualcomm, and when you whatever you heard from them on the uh, on the announcement day, this is what it's going to be. Uh, so we're we're definitely going to see some also good gaming experience. It runs at 144 hertz, so obviously leveraging some of ASUS's technology in there. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing what it can do. Uh, there's no headphone jack, so this is not going to be like the ROG Phone Five. Uh, but it does have stereo speakers, a uh, larger display, of course, 4,000 milliampere battery, 888, 16 gigs of RAM, 512 gigs of internal storage. I mean, they literally maxed out the capacities. Uh, so when you think of them that way, I mean, a, a Samsung S21 Ultra with 512 gigs of RAM is almost 1,500 bucks. So for anybody that's considering the price and saying, well, you know, 1,500, it has 512 gigs of internal storage and 16 gigs of RAM. It's literally the top of the line smartphone from any other company on the, uh, on the market right now. So the price really isn't that high. It just, we typically don't shoot for that. And this is the only SKU that they're going to offer. So that's the reason I would probably say. Uh, uh, Pei Chen, uh, hey man, hope you're doing well. Hi from Taiwan, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, what time is it uh, for you, uh, by the way? I'm, I'm assuming it's either... I'm, I'm going to guess it's early in the morning, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the Pixel 6 Pro will be better. Chris Lopez, I think the Pixel 6 is for sure going to give us a very, very, very good experience. But one thing we want to keep in mind is we still don't have a really true line of comparison between Snapdragon and uh, Whitechapel, right? So Whitechapel is intending to give us all of these, but th we're still in the early stages. So although I will say this, I am... I can say that I'm 100% sure that Google will make sure that Whitechapel works beautifully, butter smooth on the Pixel 6 and the 6 Pro. There's no question the chipset's going to perform exactly the way it's intended because it's co-developed at the same time with the software that they're building. You have to also appreciate what when you have control on the entire ecosystem. Um, smartphones to start with are not going to give you basically uh, you know, one flavor. So when, when Samsung takes a, uh, Android and they're trying to implement it into their devices, it takes them a little bit longer. It also needs to be obviously uh, skinned with one UI. Pixel doesn't need to do that. They augment. There are a few features that are added in there. Keep in mind that this is something we always need to understand. Pixel, although being the most clean or stockish look, still has some augmented features that AOSP does not include. So those are things they want to keep in mind, but it is still considered to be the de facto, um, you know, what, what Google wanted us to have, the flavor of Android, the way it's supposed to be. It's like, you know, the base that everybody builds on. I'm not trying to make it sound bad, but it's the vanilla of the ice cream world when it comes down to operating systems. Everybody adds to vanilla to make vanilla their flavor. So that's essentially what it is. Uh, I love, I love uh, vanilla. Just, I'm not trying to make it sound like I don't. Um, uh, Joey B, love the... <laughs> Uh, um, aesthetics, I love it too. Uh, catch up on my free scum if you can, please, Matt. Okay, hold on, let me see if I can catch it. Da, da, da. Uh, oh, here it is. Okay, a video is required for it uh, for the twenty for for the twenty point uh, for the for the giveaway. But if you have, uh, but if you, 
if you are camera shy as as long as you're recording something it doesn't have to be your face as long as uh it's an actual video it counts tk so um the the requirement in the in the comment that we had in there for the for the uh for the for the entry itself is so that you're able to tell me why do you would why would you would like to win the uh the 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 realme gt uh so i, I take that I'm, I'm with you if if it's not your face and you're showcasing uh you know something that you want to basically showcase in the video but as long as we can hear your voice talking about the answering the question what essentially is the question that will be sufficient obviously uh, the intention for this is essentially to be something you created not something somebody else created like i said some of the entries or some of the inputs that i was seeing in there some people were just putting dots they're not that they're 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 gleam does not have a validation to put in a, a link like it doesn't validate that you're giving me a link in there um i think somebody was putting a link to my to my live stream from last saturday which i appreciate but unfortunately i that doesn't qualify um i'm actually by default uh, I, I am not qualified to go to enter into my own giveaway by definition um so yeah uh the your face does not necessarily need to be on need to be on camera uh it's more about your you know your voice so you can basically be filming something and then just talk about it again a very short video would be more than happy you don't have to do this again i do want to emphasize that this is not a required thing uh it is a choice and i i just wanted to highlight some of the discrepancies that i noticed that was purely what i my direction was going on so uh but yes hopefully that's the comment you're referring to matt i think it should be Oh, 2.54 a.m., man, on Sunday. I can't sleep. <laughs> well, I'm happy that you're able to hang out with us. Uh, always happy to watch some tech videos. I appreciate it, man. Um, I, I always appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, always. 8 a.m. Monday. <laughs> Gary. I, Gary is so far ahead of us that he's at 8 a.m. on Monday. He's an hour away. Wait, He's waiting for Juan to get on and to do his SGGQA on Monday. Oh, uh, man. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, let me see here. Um, Oh yes, okay. So I, I saw I saw the comment. I think uh, that that he put it there and there. Uh, thank you. Yeah, a few people were asking in the chat. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. It, it, it yeah the the unless you're going to be doing backflips like uh, like Matt's promising us. So we're looking for that video hopefully before the end of day tomorrow. Uh, so for sure. Uh, but it is it is actually I. I can't believe it. We're almost at that time. It is that almost that time uh, for our TK section. So if you guys are not familiar with it, uh, first, obviously, if you guys are new to the show, you haven't checked out the channel before, make sure to hit that like, make sure you share the show uh, as it helps uh, YouTube metrics and so on and everything. But again, it just helps the show obviously uh, reach obviously more people. And hopefully, uh, as again, my goal is as the more the more the more people we're able to reach the better the other companies are going to want to help us and share more devices and more things so that's my goal that to go forward through we haven't had a giveaway uh for that we actually we have the last time we did a giveaway was with xiaomi which was not that long ago uh, but that was something that i was very very happy with and i felt like it was really nice xiaomi was definitely uh very generous and realme is super super generous again with 10 devices to give away so if you haven't had a chance please make sure to do that but the other thing that we have here um on the show at about an hour and a half into the show is something called the tkception uh, and this essentially is a nice little visual effect that we do with our live stream so if you haven't had a chance to um just drop in uh in the chat uh just basically hashtag tkception i think you'll see something like there jeff just put one up uh himself uh, up there uh we have also greg kind of giving us a heads up oh tk the tkception option uh, and we'll basically just go through, and this is kind of our way to start wrapping up the show a little bit as well. That's roughly how long the show usually takes. Um, 94 people, 75, 77 like. Let's go hit that button, of course. Of course, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Matt, always, always appreciate it there. Uh, so with that being said, so like I said, this week has been a full week of a lot of 
news, new information, but then also some con you know, controversies. And I'm saying basically uh, discussions over decisions made by brands. So at the end of the day, understand that what we have right now is a, a turning point of technology, right? Uh, the 888 is basically some of the peak technologies that we have to see. We're starting to see, um, you know, unique devices like the, uh, the, the Insiders program device. Uh, we're also seeing Samsung devices, not Samsung, Sony devices that are featuring a 4K technology that is also a really beautiful display to enjoy content on it with a unique experience, headphone jack, all of the features that you want to have on a phone that typically get removed on a daily basis. That's something to keep in mind. You have to understand that you're losing these features more often than not. Um, then we also flip it over to a device like the Realme GT that takes a lot of the flagship. You know, this is truly trying to follow the flagship killer. And I know it's it's a... It's a nomenclature. It's something that a lot of companies like to use, but this really meets that. This meets what we what what we were thinking originally when OnePlus did the flagship killer. Realme is trying to really do it there. The Realme GT offers a lot of features for what they're offering, asking for for price. Now in the U.S., it's also available. Again, you just need to be aware the band support. So before you buy this phone, if you're considering it. Make sure to check that the bands work in the market that you're in so that you get the phone that works and gives you the connections that you need. For me, I'm able to get 4G on it on T-Mobile and it works, but then some other areas in the US that may or may not work or even in, in other countries as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, but with that being said, uh, make sure to check out the link in the description below for that giveaway because obviously we'll get a chance to enter that. On Monday morning, we'll be doing a, a little short live video, uh, like a live broadcast uh, to select the winners and then uh, we'll go from there to, and I'll start communicating with them. Um, and just keep in mind a little bit of a caveat. If the person that is selected does not correspond with me back within 24 hours from being selected, a new winner is picked. So it's not going to be basically... Um, you know, a de facto done. If if this person for some reason is just end up being like doesn't check or they just you know forgot about it, there is a certain time, and I want to make sure to give everybody a fair chance. So just be aware of that. So let's go ahead and do the TKception. So we're going to turn it on, and let's select the display, and let's do this now. Yeah, there was a little delay. Always, always a delay. I can never get it to run. So this is essentially our TKception. I know I probably a few comments bad. Let's go back here. Okay, so we're and so we're gonna. Okay, oh sorry, take that back. Jeff starts it off with Jeff. Thank you very much, Jeff, for uh, helping us out, being on the chat, and kicking it with us on a Saturday morning. Uh, Greg, of course, uh, Earl Owens here, and of course Dan Air Guys TV. Um, always, always my buddy. In in basically Apex Legend is is pretty much he and I are. I love just hanging out. We kick it, we talk, we finally figured out how to work out the audio situation. <laughs> that was an epic thing. Discord for the win. So always, always good. Uh, Joey B coming in as well. TK exception uh, or TK exp uh, experience, TK summer, and TK stay hydrated. Oh man, um, honestly, it's it's crazy. The temperatures that we've been hitting, especially because I live a little bit more inland than uh, most, uh, which I'm basically about 45, about 45 minutes or so inland from the ocean, the temperatures get pretty hot. Like today, we're still over 100, so about 41, 42 degrees. So always, always appreciate there. Um, oh, we're Nesh in there as well. TKception, TK Alpha Bay, TK Super Saiyan, Bay, right there. Um, always, always got to got to appreciate it there as well. Uh, Chris Lopez, thank you, man. Appreciate it. TK exception, uh, TK Bay, and uh, TK always power. I love it. Uh, oops, sorry. And I think I just 
this is something. So you guys could see that it does that jump because it tries to uh, to compensate. Uh, Matt Tyler, of course, the man, the myth, uh, the Call of Duty legend. Let's just say that much. Uh, it's coming home. Come on, England, and of course, TKRB. I, I appreciate it. A DTNL um, can't say good enough, enough good things about the, the, this this guy. Honestly, he's one of the one of the best, and uh, always, always, I cannot. It's almost like you can never once if you don't see uh, a DTN in the chat, then either he's going through some school or something else. Otherwise, he's always supporting everybody. Sorry, well, I always want to say thank you very much. Uh, Simon sends hypno. Thank you very much again. Love love having you guys on the chat. Um, yes, <laughs> it is. It's always it's a beautiful way to kind of uh, the bay of TK Bay and the other bay concept going on. Uh, that that was actually kind of started by Juan Carlos. If you're familiar with Juan Carlos, he started doing the TK Arpe, and that picked up in two seconds. <laughs> uh, TKception, Earl Owens, thank you, man. Appreciate it. I hope you guys are having uh, better weather than you've had it recently uh, on the uh, uh, north uh, northwest. Uh, because for us, at least, and then last week or so, when we were running through our last heat wave, I know it permeated through Oregon and Washington, so it was it was crazy. So hope stay stay cool, man. Always, always, man. Uh, <laughs> TK, TK Michael Bay. Uh, we got to work on work on that Michael Bay uh, type, type of tech. I don't know if I'm at that level of, uh, uh, you know, or Schneider cut kind of the TK cut concept going on. TKception, thank you, Chemi. Always appreciated. Um, so eight eight means luck. Yes. Uh, and that is always, uh, I, I realized why they went with the 888. They wanted to, to, to triple the amount of luck uh, and they didn't go for the 860, uh, not 865, 875. Um, let me... <laughs> GT flagship killer. I wish you guys the best of luck, of course, everybody else. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, let me make sure I don't mess up any bad. <laughs> always, 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 oh, boom. Oh, okay. Uh, cannot forget, but we have to always, always, always have to say thank you very much to Gary. Hashtag the fireman, the man, the myth himself. Uh, hitting us up with a super chat. Of course, closing us off on the right note. Appreciate it always. Uh, TKception, TK Alpha Bay, TK Real Me Bay, always Bay. Uh, and of course, uh, Tesla, and of course, Matt Tyler backflip guy. We need to get that the trend. I need to. We need to see a video. But obviously, obviously, if you, just be safe as much as possible, uh, Matt. And uh, and please, not too much Photoshop. Because I have a feeling, or not Photoshop, like any any kind of editing going on. Um, so with that being said, again, the link for the in the description below will be able to give you all of the information you guys need uh, for the giveaway. So right, let me just readjust the window here so I can actually see. And of course, Windows wants to be funny. Oh, and, and I know why. It's because I'm doing something that Windows does not like. I'm, I'm stretching this video from two screens. Um, so definitely very thank you very much to everybody. Thank you, uh, you know, to Rinesh, uh, Pei, uh, sorry, Pei Chen's in there, Greg, uh, Aditya, um, and then uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Okay, so for just kind of confirming, and please, please, please do not spam the chat. Um, if you check the link in the description, it has an end time. It tells you exactly when the giveaway is going to end. The announcement for the giveaway will be on Monday. So make sure that you, you've already met the requirements in there. And if you're able to check off anything regarding the video, and I'll say that was just one more last time in here. Um, do not enter anything that is not a video link of something you created as to why you would want to win a G Realme GT from Realme. Uh, if it's something that is something else, like a link to something else or, or something that is just not the right thing, uh, and it is the selected 
winning selection, meaning if the random system selection picks it out and it ends up being that 20.1 that had nothing in it, it unfortunately disqualifies you from the giveaway. So just be aware that trying to game the system by putting something in there to get the 20 points, it doesn't work. The, the way the system does is it picks one of the entries that you're using. And the more entries you have, the better chance you have. But again, you want to have a valid entry because if you have an invalid entry, it takes you out. So that's the only thing to keep in mind. Um, but you don't have to do that. It's not necessary. It's totally optional. Again, the information will be provided in the link. I want to say thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us on this Saturday. It's uh, the 10th of July, 2021. Um, stay safe. Stay cool. Um, I always say this, but make sure you connect with some of your old friends, somebody you haven't talked to for some time. I'm pretty sure they will want to, will be very happy to hear from you and connect with you. Uh, that if there's anything this last year or so that has taught us is we need to stay connected and being connected with friends and family and people that we know is so much easier than it used to be. And all we have to do is just reach out. So um, again, all the information you need will be in the description below. Best of luck. I'll see you guys Monday morning, bright and early. I'm going to try to do it right before Juan Carlos's live stream. Um, and then of course, uh, we'll be able to pick a winner there. So set your timers Monday morning, Pacific standard time and entries end on Sunday night, Pacific standard time tomorrow night. So there's still about a day and a half worth of time for you guys to enter. I'll see you in the next one on the next Saturday. Well, not the best of our week, but a Saturday morning with tech, but also the best of our week with Juan. Take care, everybody.